It's tax season once again, and although there are always individuals attempting to steal your identity, tax time provides additional opportunities. This episode is meant to keep you informed and minimize your chances of becoming a victim. Welcome to the Accounting Tips for Entrepreneurs podcast. My name is Jeff Skolnick and I'm a CPA with 35 years of experience working with small business owners, entrepreneurs, and network marketers on how to make their business more successful by understanding how taxes can work in their favor and not hurt their business. Each and every week I'm going to come to you with short, quick, and helpful tips on not only how to make sure you are doing everything possible to minimize your income tax liability, but also how to create the income for your business that you truly deserve. As I stated in the opening, it's tax season once again, and although there are always individuals attempting to steal your identity, tax time provides additional opportunities and incentives. This episode is meant to keep you informed and minimize your chances of becoming a victim. I want to start off by explaining how the IRS contacts taxpayers. The first and most important thing to keep in mind is that the IRS does not initiate contact with taxpayers by email text messages, social media, or telephone. Some of the more popular schemes involve individuals calling claiming to be the IRS and threatening lawsuits or arrests or requesting taxpayer identity protection pins. Keep in mind that if you're already involved in an ongoing matter with the IRS, they may contact you by telephone, but never as an initial contact. Now, who is being targeted and how? Uh, Way back in April of 2014, the IRS released information stating that immigrants are frequently targeted. Potential victims are threatened with deportation, arrest, having the utilities shut off, or having their driver's licenses revoked if they do not immediately pay the IRS. Additionally, scams may also include the caller claiming the taxpayer is eligible for a large refund. The elderly are also a common target. Email, social media, and texting scams are prevalent in today's world. It is important to keep in mind what I just mentioned regarding how the IRS never contacts taxpayers using email, texting, or social media. And therefore, any contact through these mediums claiming to be from the IRS is always a scam. Be very careful to not provide your social security number, any personal information, passwords, PIN numbers, or credit card information. So how do you know if you've been a victim of identity theft? Well, the IRS in early February of 2020 set up Identity Theft Central. This was designed to improve online access to information on identity theft and data protection for taxpayers, tax professionals, and businesses. The link to this site is https colon two forward slashes www.irs.gov forward slash identity dash theft dash central. According to this site, these are the signs of identity theft. You get a letter from the IRS inquiring about a suspicious tax return that you did not file. You can't e-file your tax return because of a duplicate social security number. You get a transcript in the mail that you did not request, a tax transcript that you did not request. 
You get an IRS notice that an online account has been created in your name. You get an IRS notice that your existing online account has been accessed or disabled when you took no action. You get an IRS notice that you owe additional tax or refund offset or that you have collection actions taken against you for a year you did not file a tax return. IRS records indicate you receive wages or other income from an employer you didn't work for. Now, I've also seen situations where taxpayers received refund checks in the mail. In these instances, the IRS possibly suspected something wasn't 100% correct, and instead of directly depositing a refund into a bank account, they mail a check to the taxpayer. I've had this happen to clients uh, that knew they had not yet filed for the return, and obviously this was a sign of identity theft. What do I do if I suspect someone is trying to scam me? Well, per the IRS, if you receive a phone call from someone claiming to be from the IRS, then you should record the employee's name, badge number, and caller ID if available. You should then call 1-800-366-4484 to determine if the caller is an IRS employee with a legitimate need to contact you. If the person is an IRS employee, call them back. If not, Report the incident to the Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration and to phishing, which is P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G at IRS.gov. You can email them. Per the IRS, if you receive an email, do not reply. Also, do not open any attachments. They can contain malicious code that may infect your computer. Don't click on any links and forward them to the phishing at IRS.gov email. If your social security number is compromised and you know or suspect you're a victim of tax-related identity theft, the IRS recommends these actions. You respond immediately to any IRS notice and call the number provided. Again, these are notices. This is not a phone call, email, uh, social media, or anything like that. This is if you get an IRS letter in the mail. If your e-filed return is rejected because of a duplicate filing under your social security number, or if the IRS instructs you to do so, complete IRS form 14039. Again, 14039, which is called Identity Theft Affidavit. It's a fillable form that you can find at irs.gov, print it, and then attach it to the form to your return and mail your return according to the instructions. Visit identitytheft.gov for steps you should take right away to protect yourself and your financial accounts. Uh, there's also something called Identity Theft Victim Assistance and how it works. Uh, again, for more information about how the IRS can help you. If you previously contacted the IRS and did not have a resolution, contact them for specialized assistance at 1-800-908-4490. And they have people that can help you out. Now, fraudulent returns. If you believe someone has filed a fraudulent return in your name, you can get a copy of the return. The instructions uh, explaining this uh, can also be found on irs.gov. I also want to discuss dependents. If you e-file your return and you get a message telling you that a dependent on your return has been claimed on another tax return other than your own, or if you receive an IRS notice CP... 87A, 
you'll need to find out why someone else claimed you're dependent. Once again, you can find helpful information on the irs.gov website. So as you can tell, I've mentioned this website a number of times, irs.gov, again, www.irs.gov. And if you type into the search bar, um, identity theft, you will be able to see certain steps that you can take. So this episode broadly explains some common scams being used today. There are always more. Uh, the good news is that the, um, that the IRS is taking steps to combat identity theft scams. The bad news is that as quickly as the IRS attempts to reduce tax fraud, thieves are inventing new ways to steal. If you are unsure of whether the contact, uh, the contact you are receiving is from an actual IRS agent, then either follow the steps that I've outlined or call a tax professional that deals with the IRS on a regular basis. Thanks again for listening to the Accounting Tips for Entrepreneurs podcast. If you could please head over to Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or Spotify and leave me a five-star rating and write a review. Also, please connect with me on social media. If there are any tax or accounting-related topics you would like me to cover, please don't hesitate to reach out and let me know. If you are that small business owner or entrepreneur that really wants to learn more about how to minimize your tax liability and maximize your income, just head over to www.jeffcpaworld.com and I'll see you over there. Have a great day.